Remember, nutrition is not just what you're putting in your mouth. It's what you're putting in your eyes. It's what put your, in your ears. It's what you're inhaling. It's what you're putting on your skin. That is all either creating interference or nutrition for our body to grow healthy again. Welcome to the Health Quest Podcast, your guide to God's will for good health. Hi, I'm Dr. Sal, and I've been a practicing surgeon for well over 30 years. Today on our show, we're going to actually, we reinvited somebody that we had on here a few weeks ago, and that's Dr. Joshua Hank. Joshua, thank you for coming back to the show again. <laughs> Really appreciate you. Always excited. Always great to talk to you. I mean, even in our time span between the shows, uh, even just having a phone conversation with you is great. And um, I can recall um, how last time we were talking about what you did in your profession, how we related it to uh, biblical scriptures, uh, how we relate the Bible and the scripture to the body. Mm-hmm. Um and we've gone out a couple times. You've seen how I eat. You know, I'll yeah. I'll have I'll have red meat, mm-hmm. but I'll have a ton of vegetables with it. Now I call this God's diet, and the reason <laughs> being is I it's, it kind of follows more of the paleo diet. Yeah, um, where you don't consume anything that was processed. Um, you try to eat whole foods as as much as you can. I like to throw in a lot of vegetables because of the fiber, um, the way the vegetables are prepared, and the way you know other. Uh, foods that I eat, such as my proteins are prepared. Um, so nutrition becomes a very important part of my recommendations for my patients. And we've had a couple of talks about this before, but I'd like to ask you, uh, for you to expound upon your ideas of nutrition and your recommendations for, for your patients. Well, you've heard the old saying, right? You are what you eat. Well, I'd like to expand on that. You are not only what you eat, but what you do with what you eat. So when I was getting my chiropractic degree, I also had the option of getting my master's in nutrition degree at the same time. So I decided to do that, sacrifice my my weekends partying out with my friends, right? <laughs> and get a master's degree in tandem with my doctorate in chiropractic. And our first course was in this concept of sustainability where we talked about how nutrition needs to not only be sustainable for the person, but also the world. So when you're employing some sort of nutritional tactic with your clients or the people you're working with, we have to look at the bigger picture. Is it sustainable for the person? Sure. But if everybody did something similar to this, is it sustainable for the world? Something as simple as if everybody used chopsticks in the world, it would be good for the garbage because of how much plastic waste universities throw away and just forks and spoons and stuff like that and move towards just chopsticks. That simple nutritional tactic, which has nothing to do with the content of your food per se, but the manner in which you consume your food could improve the overall quality of and sustainability of the world's eating habits. So there's many different levels of nutrition that you can address. And I feel like we need to look at nutrition where it starts and it starts with the soil, right? It starts with the farmers. It starts with where we get our food. Like we talked about, we looked at the blue zones and why they uh, allow for hundred year centurions to be here more than any other place on the world in the world. And it's because of the food, which comes so close to their environment in the rich soil. 
So my principles are not so much necessarily just about what you eat or when you eat, because those things are important, but more importantly, what your body does with what you eat, because I've seen so many people eat healthy food and their gut cannot process it. So that's where you have to start working with the gut biome, with getting the interference out of the way of the gut, because just eating the healthy food or taking vitamins or minerals may not be cutting it and be unsustainable, sometimes more damaged than good because your gut lining is damaged. So when people are out there, like this podcast is intended to do, is to motivate people to start collecting those materials that their nervous system needs to make the body, you need to make sure that your body can process those materials. So nutrition always starts with with what you're eating, where you're getting it from, right? And then the moment it gets into your mouth, are you digesting it? Are you absorbing the nutrition? Are you transporting it? And are your cells actually getting the nutrition? And if all those things are 10 out of 10, is your body getting that waste product, detoxing your body properly in the end? You know, So there's so many aspects to nutrition that the average person misses. And uh, most people just don't appreciate nutrition like you and I do. So, And I've talked about that in a number of my podcasts. We talked about the leaky gut syndrome. Mm-hmm. We talked about the gut microbiome yes. and how that has an impact on the whole system. It's interaction with the brain and, you know, the, uh, the gut-brain access. Mm-hmm. And then we also talked about, uh, I gave a, a podcast on detoxification. Yes. And I mentioned about the the number of toxins that are in our environment, you know, we have well over 85,000 chemicals that we're using in our detergents, in our soils, in our foods, um, in, in our bodies are, are consuming all this. I mean, it's absorbing it one way or another, whether it's yeah. through breathing, drinking, uh, eating, even through our skin. It's interesting that you mentioned that because the skin twins, Kit and Sam, they founded the Skin Microbiome School and they founded the link between the skin microbiome and the gut. And without putting any probiotics or doing anything internally to the body, they wanted to see by stripping the chemicals that we're putting on our skin and putting some probiotic-based healthy products onto the skin if we could elaborate on the changes of the skin microbiome. And what they found out in the research is that changing the skin microbiome influences the gut microbiome. So to your point, all these chemicals are finding their way through our water, through our air, but also through our skin, and they're damaging our skin microbiome. And the research is saying that it's then damaging our gut biome because our gut and our skin microbiome need to be the same. And they're not, which is why people are sick. It's interesting that you bring that up because I'm reminded of a couple of things. Number one, George Carlin, I don't know if you remember George Carlin, mm-hmm. the the, uh, the uh, comedian, yeah. once said that, you know, here we are in America. He said the Europeans, they don't take a, a bath for a couple of days and they have this order, <laughs> but somehow they're all attracted to each yes. other. And, you know, I guess there's something to be said about that because worldwide, people, when they came to the United States and they lived the way they did in their countries, was offensive to us Americans. They says, look, you, you need to take a bath or a shower every mm-hmm. day. And of course, what do we do? We take a shower, and and I talked about this in one of my podcasts, because when you're drinking tap water, you're drinking chlorinated water, which then helps to kill your gut bacteria. But when we're taking showers, and I used to lay pipes in the city of Detroit, Mm -hmm. we used to replace the water mains. Mm -hmm. And after we laid the pipes, we'd have to flush out the the pipes through the uh, fire hydrants. And then the city would send out their chemists, and then he would have to measure how much fluoride and chloride was in the water to make certain that it was at a level 
to be able to destroy bacteria, which is good because that's how we prevented the spread of, of uh, you know, germs that could cause plagues. However, we shower in this stuff. Yes. And it's not just the soaps and the detergents that we use that have chemicals, but even the chlorine in the water kills a lot of the bacteria, which now, now that you've mentioned this, mm-hmm. I could see where this could be problematic. So I think the best thing to do is, is okay, for, for, the, uh, for transmitting the water, I could see having the chloride in it. But when it gets to the house, we should have some kind of filter that breaks it down and gives you just pure water and hopefully get the mercury and lead and cadmium and anything else that's into the, you know, some of the uh, heavy metals that are toxic to our system. So you were talking about various products that you could use on the skin that could help. Now, I talked about, you know, fiber being key and taking a good probiotic and eating certain foods that helps to promote good gut bacteria. What are your recommendations to help build the skin microbiome? Well, I think you hit on it was the water, right? Like you said in Italy, when when we were talking about you being back home and stuff like that, uh-huh. and when I visited Italy, what was the secret is that everything that they did was in spring water. The flowers were beautiful. They were taking spring water. Here in America, spring water is used just to drink, and it's bottled from maybe weeks ago, right? So all that chlorine is damaging us on the skin. Right. Assuming you have that filter it then becomes what you put on there, right? Whether you're putting some sort of beauty products, whether you're cleaning yourself with Axe, right? A body wash or Dial or Dove, right? They all have harsh chemicals, plastics, parabens, EDTAs, neuroinhibitors, fluoride in the water is a neurotoxin, right? So putting things on your skin, you wanna use things that have a higher pH, that are more pH balanced, that are not acidic, and have natural ingredients inside of it. One of the best things to do is to actually download an app and see how many ingredients are in your products that you're using. Here in America, we accept over 3,500 ingredients inside of our products as being acceptable and passed by the EPA. In Europe, it's less than 1,500. And there's some companies that actually have higher standards that have maybe a list of 500 acceptable ingredients. So you can really upgrade what you're putting on your body Something like a Jumo is that skin microbiome product that is the only one in the world right now that has the research to back up its activity in promoting the skin microbiome's health. So there's uh, essential oils that you can use yourself too to help out and promote that. What's important is that we look at the frequency in which we wash ourselves and consume ourselves. You know, we we, we joke about how we don't take a shower for a couple days, um, but you may rinse off with water every day but should you be using these harf, harsh chemicals and scrubbing every day? Maybe take one of those types of intense showers once a week, believe it or not, right? Mm-hmm. I am reminded of this old, I forget what movie it was, but if it's important, it's good to clean, right? So if it's important, it gets clean. You know, that's, that's what's so important, right? It is this Italian woman in this movie. If it's important, it gets clean, right? And so that's where I, I kind of took that philosophy and, 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 and we really, you know, take, allow our body to be as, as, as natural as possible um, with respect to the people around us, right? We don't want to uh, right. skunk out our neighbors. <laughs> I like that philosophy. Yeah. Well, that's great. So doing that, you were saying some essential oils and you're absolutely right when we were t- I brought that up. Um, Actually, I gave lectures with uh, Peter Hutt, who was the head of the FDA Mm -hmm. 
many, many years ago. And, and I brought that subject up as to why we use so many chemicals in our detergents, our soaps, our foods, and so forth. And, and we say that supposedly it's going to protect us, but I think that's become more, detri- more of a detriment to us. Um, it, in regards to getting back to eating and dieting, we were talking about uh, the soils um, and the types of foods and how we eat them. There was a time when, when you were talking about Italy, and we were getting into the subject of Italy because I've been there well over 40 times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you noticed something about Italy that I was able to identify many, many years ago, and that is yeah. that people in the restaurants and then the, they own their like little stores. You know, yeah. you, you want meat, you go to a butcher shop, and there's a little butcher shop, and he carries the meat that's actually grown in the vicinity. Yeah. And even some of the restaurants, they, they will serve wild boar mm-hmm. that they that somebody hunted for them that day or yeah. a mountain goat or deer that somebody hunted and, you know, brought it to the, the, the restaurant owner. And he would say, okay, perfect, I'll buy it off you and I'll take it to the butcher so he could butcher it up for me and then I could start serving it. That's right. Uh, whereas here, you... You have to have a special license. You've got to purchase foods from certain companies. Maybe it was made in a lab. Who really knows where well, your yeah. meat's coming from <laughs> anymore, right? right? <laughs> so with your experience like that, what are, your, what are some of the recommendations that you would give to the listening audience that may help them say, well, okay, so where do I go? Are there areas that you could order online? organics uh, the best place is we got to operate under this simple misguided philosophy which is food does not need to be quick and convenient and preserved right 40 percent of our food is lost within a week of its transportation and so some food was picked two weeks ago so you may be getting organic food let's say and it's picked in mexico maybe over a week ago when you could have just found a local farmer. So the best thing I would say is I know, do your research, don't be lazy, right? As the Bible would say, laziness is a thief in the night that comes to steal your life away from you, right? And that's important because so many people, they're one step away, one Google search away from grass-fed beef, you know, farmer near me, right? Look that up, right? wild free-range chickens and eggs near me right it's this idea that we go to the store and can get everything that convenience mentality right away that throws us off and more importantly than when we go to these right places is knowing exactly what we should be eating and that's where one of the principles that are heavily misguided is once you find out and have these ideas of of what is right and what is wrong so to speak then it's about what's right for me and so that's where the doctrine comes into place. You know, that's where our expertise comes into place, which is doing things like blood work. And I'm sure you know, Doc, that blood work is something that a lot of doctors have a general reference standard on how they look at things. Like a thyroid range is 0.4 to 4. It's very wide. But there are more optimal ranges that we can look at that are specific to the individual that can help us to know exactly which foods they need. So my recommendation for nutrition starts with getting some blood tests done so you know exactly what your body needs and doesn't need and then tailor making that food for you, right? So you can find that diet that resonates most with your personal lifestyle, your happiness, but there's also science and proof that states that gluten causes inflammation, dairy causes phlegm buildup, sugar creates the growth of yeast and cancer and all sorts of other diseases in the body. There are rules we need to follow, 
but these rules mean nothing if the person's not ready to take action on those uh, principles. So it's very important that our listeners, you know, continue to take in the number one form of nutrition, which is information, and continue to watch podcasts, especially uh, this specific one, because it's giving them the nutrition. Remember, nutrition is not just what you're putting in your mouth, it's what you're putting in your eyes, it's what you're putting in your ears, it's what you're inhaling, it's what you're putting on your skin. That is all either creating interference or nutrition for our body to grow healthy again. Our spirit cannot grow with synthetic chemicals. It wasn't designed to do that. God's fingerprint is not on a Tylenol, but God's fingerprint is on turmeric, which is just as effective as a Motrin in research at lowering inflammation, right? So why not take turmeric and black pepper with, instead of ibuprofen, let's say, right? And I'm not recommend ask your doctor if that's right for you, right? right. But this is something that's uh, the modern person is not completely aware of, and more importantly, the modern doctor is not completely aware of. So hopefully we have some doctors that are watching and listening in on our show so that they themselves can take on some of these principles and, and, and teach their clients, you know, to uh, to just look more holistically for, how do I say, uh, God-made solutions, you know, solutions that uh, enable the power that made the body to heal the body. Yeah. Well, I have to agree with you on that because I'm always saying God always put the cure in the foods that we eat. And yes. so our interaction with the environment, both um, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, hopefully to bring us the balance with God's will. And that's the objective here too as well. Dr. Josh, again, I want to thank you for being on our show. Hopefully we'll get you back on here. Mm -hmm. I know that you're going to be busy. You're going to be going to uh, Costa Rica here yes. for a little uh about a month, yeah. And, and that's a retreat that you're setting up for? That's right. We're going to be doing a six-day retreat for men to help them discover the best version of themselves and the weapon that they were gifted before they came to the earth to fight the great battles that they chose to fight. So we'll be doing that for six days. I'm going to send the guys home back into their lives, and then I'm going to pick up my family, and we're going to fly back to Costa Rica and just you know, connect with nature, be in the wilderness and uh, just live life like I want everybody else to live and just be a demonstration of the light here on earth. Well, I'm looking forward that I one day will be joining you down oh, in you Costa will. Rica and for sure in Italy. Oh, we're going to Italy too, man. <laughs> yeah. So thanks again for being on our show. I'm Dr. Sal, and thank you for joining us on our show today. If you liked our podcast today, please leave us a good review so that it could be reached out to other people in hopes of changing their lives and getting it in alignment with God's will. Until then, you have a great day and God bless.